Jesus' name. Amen. Man, what a lead and what a beautiful prayer. And I tell you what, that's what we need to do is start our day in prayer, bathe ourselves in prayer, and keeping our ears and eyes open. Well, I'm excited about the message. I think I say that every week. That's all right. That's all right. That's all right. This is going to be probably one of the best messages ever. I'm going to tell you right now. I'm just, I'm okay. Look, there, and I just said, just the safety part, there is the exit if anything happens, and the bathroom's over there. Just going to make sure. Woo, we got two exits. Okay. But I think it's going to be good. Wow. I love it. You know? And just like you say, God works in all things. I mean, even in the imperfection of, of, of just everyday life, you know? And that's what I, I pray when you come here. You say, well, you know what? Um, they're just real life folks. And, you know, sometimes, uh, you know, we got to miss a mark or two like that and get back in the game, you know, miss a quarter or two. And God says, you know what? You did it with the right heart. Don't worry about it. And so today we're talking to hearts. Today we're talking about what God has for us. I call this message sharing the flavor of Jesus. And today I want to talk a little bit about and look at the value that God places on us, in us, and desires to work through us to flavor the world with Jesus Christ. Amen. We ought to be that salt. So I'm going to read this verse for you guys. You got it up here. Matthew, if you got your Bibles, chapter 5, verse 13 says, Jesus speaking says, You are the salt of the earth, but if the salt loses its saltiness, how can it be made salty again? It is no longer good for anything except to be thrown out and trampled underfoot. Well, this week as I was studying, I really learned some cool stuff. It's neat how you could just open the Bible and learn about God's stuff, of course. But he takes that even to the next level and shows us how things work in the natural as well. I learned a lot about salt this week. I thought that was kind of cool. And I think there's some good stuff to share. So we're going to jump in there. So not only did we learn stuff in the natural, but God shows us some, some really cool things through his word in the supernatural, how that all works together. So if you got your handouts, you might want to write a few things down because this might save you a little grief as time goes by. Just in everyday things, bumps and bruises, all right? So talking about salt, I just want to kind of just start right there and just say, well, what does it do? What does salt do? Well, it preserves things. And I start thinking about how God's word, the saltiness of his word, preserves things in our life, right? When we're listening and, and seasoning our life with the word of God and spending time in prayer, seasoning our life with prayer and others, we see that, that uh, God is moving in that. We see, I know not too long ago, Grayson had to come out and he helped us out and put ice out. Uh, the snow was out and he put... Uh, Salt. Boy, I tell you. <laughs> he put, you didn't put any snow out, brother. You put out all the ice. Man, I'll tell you. Here we go. Take four. But, uh, so we were out there. But what we see is that melts, that melts the ice. And I thought about how that works in our life. That, you know, sometimes we have a hardened heart or a cold heart. But the word of God and the love of God will melt that down. So it'll be a fertile place for the seed of God to grow. Amen? Well, let's keep on rolling a few things. Softening hard water. Man, I tell you what. Have you ever gotten a place or maybe been on vacation? We used to go to West Virginia. Man, now that's a trip in itself. Amen. <laughs> Kelly, I love you. Hey, that's my family too. She's going, I know. But man, I tell you, there's all types of interesting things in West Virginia when we used to go to my aunt and uncles and go through there. I mean, I was like, you want us to drink that, mom? That water? You know? And, and so you see like hard water, you know, you can put soap on your hand and put the water on it and just takes it off or sometimes you go to my other grandmother's house and you put like a dime of like a little uh you know baby shampoo in there and man you're like you got it everywhere you know but how does that tie into what his word talks about you know a lot of times we have that hardened heart but then again the word of god can soften that it can take the sting out amen let's keep on rolling speaking of taking the sting out how many know if you get a sore throat you call your mom dad grandmama somebody anybody will say gargle with some salt water 
they got all these different things and they say, gargle with some salt water, right? And it's good stuff, right? So you know what? As we speak the word of God, I believe that God brings healing forth because he speaks things into existence. We need to be making that profession and confession of what we believe, amen? Making things change, right? Line up with the word of God, all right? How about this? Helps with burns and injuries. You know, if there's a fire sometimes, different types of fire, they tell you to use salt on that. And also in burns, it takes the sting out. And different injuries help draw, draw that back together and heal that. And I thought about that, you know, how much do we need the saltiness of God's word? How much more do we need to be the flavor of Christ in this world? Let's keep on going. It seasons food. It seals in that flavor or maybe brings out some of the flavor, right? Whatever we need there, God has a way of bringing the best out of us. Isn't that amazing? He has a way of bringing the best out of your life when we submit our lives to the Lordship of Jesus Christ. And it cleans. I didn't know all this. They say, I don't drink no coffee. I don't drink much coffee. But they say, if you want to clean a coffee pot, you get you a little bit of salt and a little horse that it'll take that, that film right off there. I didn't know that. I know a lot of folks probably do. But they say, it's amazing. Well, how does that work in our lives? As we look at this, the, the Word and, and breathe in what God has for us through the power of the Holy Spirit, He wants to cleanse us he wants to set us back on the path. And, and it just kept going and going and going. God was unpacking this. Here's a good one to know. Because Lord knows I don't want no weed eater. That's dangerous. That's a prayer request right there. I will tell you. I will not use one today after everything's been going on. That's for sure. I'm, like, I'm done. But you know what? They say that you can mix up some salt and some water in the, in the little cracks and crevices of your driveway. Put it in there and it'll kill those weeds. Well, you know what? If we fill up on the word of God, when those weeds of the world try to come in and choke us out with doubt... And fear and all those things, we just spray that on it. We just put the word of God on it and say, you know what? Get behind me, Satan. Who am I in Christ? I'm everything God says I am because of what Jesus did. Amen. So we start to see the valuable resources of that, right? There's so much value in the word of God. It's alive. I say this a lot. But it's, it's just as powerful as when it was spoken, when the first time it, it was penned out. It doesn't change. Aren't you glad in a world that changes over and over that we have such a valuable resource? Give you another one. I'm getting ready to wrap it up. This is just our launching point, okay? But I did some reading and it said the Roman soldiers were partially paid in salt. That's how valuable salt was back in their time. And matter of fact, I saw as I read, listen to this. They said that at some places and sometimes in history, salt was traded ounce for ounce, pound for pound for gold. That's what I'm talking about. That's amazing. That shows you the value of salt. Why did I take so much time to tell you about that? Because Jesus wants us to be the salt of the earth. Amen. He wants us to be a big influence. Amen. Here we go. Let's take a look at the valuable value of the gospel that God's entrusted to us. The first thing I want to kind of hit on is he wants us to be an influence, doesn't he? He wants us to be an influence to the world. You know, salt doesn't do its job or its purpose until it's mixed in with what it's supposed to flavor. Amen. I want to talk to you guys a little bit. As much as we love inviting people to church and everything, and, and that's a, a big thing. But you know what? A lot of times I say the service starts when we leave here. We take the saltiness of what God's pouring in. The service starts out there. We're loving on one another. We're coming here rooting each other on, praying for one another, being compassionate for each other's needs, and all those things, and studying the Word of God. So, yes, we want you to come back next week. Amen. But I want you, but when you leave this week, to take the salt of Christ and flavor that into your family, your job, wherever you may be, God's counting on us to do that. Amen? So, we got to be involved to, to make that season and then make that salt come to the top, right? So we should be influencing all those around us for the kingdom of God. 
So let's take a look at this. How do we do that? How do we do that? That sounds good, but what do we do? We'll give you guys some ideas that the Lord laid on my heart. Influence our circle of impact with salt of the Savior. Now, there's a lot of ways we can do that. I, I love doing that, just, uh, just <clears throat> talking about the things that happen here on Sunday, maybe. You might say this week, you guys got a lot of time. You say, you know, I think everything Pastor Buddy touched this morning went wrong. But guess what? God brought it to a close with a good thing. Amen? And that's all right. There was years ago, if, if I'd have missed a quarter something, I'd just be going, oh, my gosh. I mean, and then guess what? I'd miss another one and another one. You know what I did? I just said, Lord, fix it. <laughs> but you know what? There's things in our life so many times that we just need to get our hands off the wheel and say, Lord, I'm, I, I need you to fix this. Amen? I need you to work in this. And I'm giving you all the room you need. See, a lot of times we, God starts working on them, we want to adjust it. And we want to do this and that. But I'm telling you, sometimes the best place we can be is get to our knees sooner, amen, and let God do his word. So I just want to share about that. I put it this way. Just like salt and meat gives it a great taste, we should be a taste of Christ to all we come in contact. With all we come in contact, they ought to know there's something different about those folks. The word of God heals like salt. Now, we touched on that a little bit when we went through there. But I, I just want to read a few things. And you guys, it's a good place to put some notes down. As we share the word of God in word and deed, we should see its effects in the surrounding areas. Amen. With peace, power, health, and life. Just like we talked about on the last slide. There's weeds. You know, salt can take care of that. And it can cause us to, to, to just use the word of God to fight back and combat the weeds of the world. And I talked about that a minute ago. Doubt. Fear. I don't measure up. I'll never be this. I'll never be that. You know what? The Bible's got a many and many of pages in there telling you what you can be and who you are. Believe the word of God, not the lies of the enemy. Okay? Because that's what we want to fill up on. Let's keep on going. Well, it preserves life, doesn't it? God's word always brings life. His word is life to our spirit, and it keeps us safe, protected, fresh and pure. I love that. I'm going to give you a little word anchor here in just a minute. It cleans us. Psalms 119.9 says, How can a young person stay pure by obeying the word of God? You know, I talk to a lot of people and, and you hear a lot of different things, but I'm going to tell you, I don't see how we could go wrong staying close to the word of God. Do you? I mean, how is that going to, how are we going to come up short? This, this, if you didn't even believe anything, you couldn't come up short. But I'm going to tell you what, if you start walking and reading the word, you will believe because God's going to reveal himself to you. And guess what? He's going to flavor your heart with Christ. And guess what he wants you to do? Share it with the world. Shake it out. Let's do it. Let's keep on rolling. Well, we said a little earlier that it melts a cold and hard heart. We talked about the ice and things like that. But how does it do that? You know, people sit in here from time to time and back and forth. And you say, well, you might say, well, buddy, he always does an altar call at the end. You're absolutely right. Absolutely right. Because we want to make sure. Because sometimes somebody might be sitting with a hardened heart. Thinking that they, they've got to earn it. Salvation. Think they've got to be smart enough. Do enough. That's not the message you're hearing here. The message that you're hearing here is straight out of the word of God. It's all about Jesus. And it's all about a personal relationship with Jesus. Amen. That's what it's all about. So we want to stay on point and take the salt of God's word to melt a hardened heart for the kingdom of God. Amen. And I love this. It seals in the flavor of Christ, doesn't it? The word of God seals in the flavor of Christ. We got all types of hardened hearts in the world. But as we proclaim the message of Christ with love and boldness, it can melt that stone cold heart. That's, that salt as a, as a sealer of the flavor of Jesus Christ holds us securely. Isn't it good to know that you're secure in Christ? 
Now, last week, we really, we hammered that home. And I'll tell you what, bookmark that and go back and listen to that message again if you ever feel like the, the enemy's trying to pull you down. Because I'm going to tell you, that is loaded with the scripture of God to remind you as a child of God who you are in Christ. Amen. So when you miss it, listen to it again. When you're doing okay, listen to it again. Guess what? Just listen to what God has to say about you because that's his love letter to you. Amen. Isn't that something? I'll just, just a side note. Inside, inside my guitar, I don't know if I've ever shown you all this. This just popped in my mind. You know what? Let me tell you something that's it's really cool. Inside my guitar, I have no idea I was going to share this with you all today, is a note. Here's a note. Here's two notes. I'm going to share that if I can get it out here without electrocuting myself. I'm going to tell you what the difference a note will make. See? Man. And it says, just a note. Just a note. You say, what's so big about a note? Well, I'll tell you what's big about this note. When my mom and dad bought me that guitar in 2006, it was just a note. But it's something I cling to now. Because I said, man, mom and dad, they're thinking about me all the time. He said, you know what? you got a special gift. Keep playing for the Lord. Isn't that something? You know, that might not mean anything to anybody else. But that's my love letter, right? So you know what? How much more? And my mom said, don't quit your day job. No. <laughs> I'm just teasing. I'm just teasing. But you know what? Just a few kind words from somebody that loves you. And I take that everywhere we go, everywhere we played since 2006, that's been in my guitar. Everywhere. Sometimes I go pull it out and I hear that thing rattle. I go, yeah, just a little reminder. How much more? Is this right here God's love letter? That means a lot, doesn't it? Because God's constantly wooing you to read that love letter. Daily. Amen. I love it. I love it. We are sealed with the flavor of Christ. And you know what? God wants us to be strong and courageous in that. See, when we know that, when we're secure in Christ, we can be strong and courageous. That doesn't mean arrogant. That means full of grace. I tell you, yesterday was an interesting time. Uh, for me, I, I went and did my, my shopping and met a lot of people, got to share a lot, of, a lot with a lot of people. And it's kind of interesting. You know, I, I tell you, I just know, if y'all ever need to get close to the Lord, grab your Bible and go to the food line. I don't know what it is. It's always somewhere, isn't it? It's always there. And the lines are long, Andy Jeff. We need to be praying. Where are we going? Lord, please, what's going on here? Oh, man, they only got two cash registers open on Saturdays. But that's all right for time to talk about Jesus. So anyway... We're looking at those things, and, and we're just everywhere is an opportunity. So I made a couple of stops. So here you go. I just, man, I just want to season the life around me with the flavor of Christ. I go out. lady comes in. I get her, I get her a, a cart. And she's looking like, what do you want? I don't want anything. Well, I happen to have my ministry jacket on. It says, keep the promise. On about three or four occasions yesterday, just little random acts of kindness, as soon as they did anything, they started looking at my jacket. Well, that's great. I don't think we have to have a billboard for Jesus on it. But they kept going to that. And I was praying, look up a little higher. Look up a little higher. Look up a little higher. You know? So I had an elderly woman come in there and say, hey, uh, I said, I said, got one warmed up for you. She said, come on in. So I'm walking, and I'm going to my second store, Big Lots, and I go around the corner, and I hear somebody, Lord, child, I can't believe this. I said, me too. You said, what are you talking about? They moved all the beans. See, I'm all, I mean, I go down this path here, and they moved everything around. And so I had to regroup my store order. I mean, I'm on a time limit, man. I'm hitting this thing. I'm like, okay, I've got to get the canned ham. I've got to get the sausage biscuits. I mean, I'm rolling, man. i got this thing down every Saturday, right? Well, guess what? Sometimes in life, we think we got it down every Saturday, every Sunday through Monday, you know, and on and on, through the whole week. 
But a lot of times, when somebody moves a few things or life sends you a little curve, guess what? You've got to be able to regroup. Don't get wrapped up around the beans and the corn. That's what I learned yesterday. Because you know what? When I went looking like this, where's the stuff? Where's the ham? I ran into somebody else. And they said, hey, I haven't seen you in three weeks. Got to visit a little bit here about what God's doing in their, their life. Now let me tell you something else. I was going to save this later, but while we're still in the store, I'm going to tell you about it. So I come on out, and I'm almost out to the car, and I'm always panning. Got my groceries. And this, this, this woman ended up being a great-grandmother. Jumps out of her car, has a little book with her. And she says, hello there. I said, how you doing? See, they think you're going to write. Well, hey, how you doing? I go right up to her. And uh, she said, can I tell you some good news? I said, I know the good news, but you're going to tell me about Jesus. And she had her little watchtower book. Listen close to what I'm going to say here. And I said, see, we don't need another book. We need this book. Okay? And I appreciate the heart of folks and everything else. This is the answer. So I began to talk to this lady. And I said, uh, well, what do you think about Jesus? And she was talking about, you know, I said, you believe in the sacrifice of Christ? Said, oh, yeah, yeah. And then she said this one word. She said two words. But and. I said, no, we're done. There's no buts. There's no ands. It's Jesus. Not anything else. And I appreciate her conviction. But see, a lot of times we can be convicted about and have the wrong information. So I pray wherever you talk with somebody or hear from somebody, you make sure it lines up with this. Not just a few pieces. See, you can just start getting a little bit in your cupcakes of, of some salt or, or, or maybe let's do something else. Maybe something that's not good. I don't know, molasses. And next thing you know, you're eating a little bit and you say, well, that's not too bad. And then you build up a little bit more and you go, next thing you know, they just give you molasses burgers or whatever. And you go, man, okay, well, it always tastes like this. You see what I'm saying? Just a little bit at a time can get you off course. But I tell you what, a little bit of time right here will keep you on course. You hear what I'm saying? God is good. One other thing we got to experience. You know, when, this is just one part of the ministry. We get to do a lot of other things. Wednesday, we got to do the homeless ministry. We go down and they feed uh, folks that uh, don't have a home. And we get to play some music with them and minister to them. And as we were playing, man, this guy walked by and he was limping. I was like, I'm playing and singing. I said, like, you need to pray for that guy. I said, I'll pray for that guy. I'll pray for that guy. And so he went over here, and we finished up, and Tanya was loading all the equipment on her back. No, I'm teasing. We were getting all the stuff, we were all the stuff together, and we were moving. And, and I got right, I was talking to people, and I said, like, don't forget to pray for that guy. And I'm pushing the car, and it got louder. Don't forget to pray for that guy. And the girl, the lady was talking to Exodus, I said, I'll be right with you. And I said, excuse me. And the guy goes, yeah. I said, uh, you, your leg's bugging you. He said, yeah. I said, can, can I pray for you? He said, yeah. So they've got like 50, 80 people there, whatever. I said, excuse me. Boom. I just prayed healing on your body in the mighty name of Jesus. He started moving his leg. He said, man, you know what? I believe that feels better. I said, God's good. Let's keep on rolling. So guess what? From that one act of, one act of obedience, right? He's right here where Bonnie's at. I get right here, and this dude grabs my arm. He goes, hey, dude. I go, hey. He goes, I need you to pray for me. I said, I'd be glad to. He said, I need a job. I said, let's agree that God's going to give you a job. He said, I need my license too. He said, but I tell you, I know God's good because God brought me here and he's taking care of me. And I got to pray with him and I'm still believing that God's going to open up some doors for him this week. He has an interview. So this is what I love, right? When God's working. So we get, we get everything loaded back up. I said, you know, I got to pray for that guy. She goes, I know. It was his left leg, wasn't it? I said, yes. She said, yeah, I know. We were supposed to pray for him. I said, we did. Got it. But see, she was watching. She was listening. She was looking. So I knew 
Right now, God's putting on our heart. You know what? You need to take a little extra time and, and be my hand. Be the salt. Be the flavor of Jesus Christ. That's a privilege, friends. That's a privilege. Because you know what? God gets the glory when we step out and influence our area with the Lord Jesus Christ. Now, I'm going to hit on some other stuff here. I'm going to give you all a minute to look at that. Isn't that something? That is not our dog. She wears a hairnet. Our dog got a, has a hairnet. She likes cheese, though. She does like that. And that's something. So I want to talk about compromise a little bit. The rest of that Bible verse says this. It says, but what good is salt if it has lost its flavor? Let's talk about that. As Christians, we are built to share and, and further God's kingdom in the heart of our, our, our cultures, communities, jobs, and families. You know, that's what we need to do. God's called us to be the salt. He's called us to be the light. Amen. And as time goes by, it seems like it gets darker. And we can get overwhelmed with that. But how many of you have ever been in a real dark spot? And all you need is just a little teeny light. Seems like the light shines brighter in the darkness, doesn't it? So guess what? We got to keep shining. That's what we got to keep doing. Amen. Let's take a look at this. Don't compromise your faith. And lose your distinctiveness in the process. What do you mean, buddy? We've got, we've got to stay on guard to not get diluted with the world and the culture around us. A lot of times we get self-centered. We get comfortable like our little puppy up there, right? Or complacent. And the next thing's coming is compromise. Just like we talked about. When we're just around something over and over and over, we kind of get immune to it or we just accept it and everything else. But the Lord tells us to stand up for what's right. He wants us to be the salt. Amen? Well, let's take a look at this. How do we do that? Be watchful, wise, and alert. Take a look. The Bible says this. I'm going to give you a word, uh, word anchor to write down if you want to put it in your notes. 1 Peter 5, 8. I, I love the scripture. I use it a lot because we're in a time that really needs to be pertinent in our lives. 1 Peter 5, 8. Watch out for your great enemy, the devil. He prowls around like a roaring lion looking for someone to devour. I've told my kids since they've been real little. I said, guys, listen. The devil's not trying to bruise you. He wants to kill, steal, and destroy. I don't do that to, to scare them. I do that to educate them. Because that's how he'll try to slip in. Through compromise. Compromise. I'm going to tell you a real quick story. Last night was a big time for us. Jesse went out with the fellas. Went out with the fellas the first time. So we had a little dad meeting. Right? Because we don't want any compromising. We want to encourage him. I want him to have a good time. He's going to go to the movies. I said, you got your cell phone charged. Yes, I did. Good. I want to know when you're here. I want to know when you're there. Right? Got it. Good. And I said, if anybody's not acting like you're supposed to be acting, you separate yourself. Amen? Any mom and dad have that conversation? Let me tell you. That's a good word. That's a good word. But also, Jess, I want you to be the salt. I want you to, 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 to be a mirror of Christ in there. And you got all that? And he's like, oh my gosh, yes. And I want you to have a good time. I want you to have a great time. See, God doesn't give us rules and regulations, all this stuff, just so I can't enjoy myself. He gives us an outline to be watchful, wise, and alert so that we won't have some of those situations later. Amen? But you know what? Cling to Jesus. And I tell you what, they had a good time. I didn't get invited, but maybe next time I will. But that's right. You know, sometimes guys just got to get out a little bit. Amen? And that was a good time. Well, let's keep on rolling. So be watchful. I want to read this here to you guys. And this is from Revelation 3, if you've got your Bibles, 3, 1 through uh, 3, chapter 3, 1 through 3. And this is uh, John talking to, um, under the inspired, uh, inspiredness of the Holy Spirit, to the church of uh, Sardis. 
And he says, I know all things you do and that you have a reputation for being alive, but you are dead. He says, wake up, strengthen what little remains for even what is left is almost dead. I find that your actions do not meet the requirements of God. Go back to what you heard and believe at first. Sometimes we've got to reset. Sometimes we've got to regroup, right? I, when I, I always try to temper this, not to, to just let us do anything we want. But a lot of times when I talk to folks and even look in the mirror at myself, we can beat ourselves down when we miss the mark. But he says, what does he say for that remedy? He says, but he says, go back to what you heard and believed at first. Go back to the word, amen? He said, hold to it firmly. Repent and turn to me again. If you don't, wake up. I will come to you suddenly as unexpected as a thief. Now think about that. We're, we, we're a lot of things going on in the world. A lot of us talk about Christ's return. Are you ready for him to return? Amen? Some yes, some no. Well, you know what? We need, don't, since we don't know when he's coming, we probably need to be ready for him to come anytime, right? So a lot of times we say, well, not just yet. I, I want to do this and I want to do that and I want to do this. And that's understandable. But are we ready to meet the Lord in our heart and what we've been doing? And all, because he said, hey, I can come back like a thief in the night. And the reason I believe he uses that is a thief doesn't say, hey, look, I'm coming by the robbery Friday. Right? Now, God's not robbing anybody. He's using that as an illustration to get the urgency up, to get us ready. Amen? Because we don't know. So we want to be ready. So when he does come, we say, you know what, Lord? Not my will, but your will. He's the one's working. He's the one's putting it all together. Amen? So let's take a look at this. It says, wake up and be alive. May our words and actions mirror each other as we model the Lord Jesus Christ. Let me ask you this. Does our church look alive? I pray it does. I pray that, you know, we make adjustments. We laugh. We have a good time. We try to do outings just like you're talking about with the CMA. If you don't know what that is, that's Christian Motorcycle Association. That's an opportunity. If you don't have a motorcycle, you still come. It's okay. That's just the way they use the tools that God's give them to bring in some other folks that might not normally, you know, might not normally come. So we're going to meet over here at 7. So I ask all of you to take one of those and, and hand it to somebody. And so I don't ride a motorcycle. So good. You know what? Well, I don't know how much parking we got anyway. Why don't you just come? How about that? That's good. You know, if they need a ride, maybe you can give them a ride. And also, don't forget, like she said, we're going to meet over here at 7. And this is on the 30th, I believe, right? I don't have any first. 31st. Uh, Easter morning. And then we're going to have our regular service. This is a great opportunity. If they say, oh, I don't get up that early. So there's no problem because we've got a service at 10. How about to come here? Right? So there's always, a, there's always an opportunity to stretch out and reach out in the Lord, right? So look at this. Do we have a reputation to the community of being alive for Christ? My prayer is that when somebody hears about keep the promise, it's a good reflection of Christ. I know we're not perfect. We're not saying we got it all together. But I'm going to tell you what. I want us to diligently, I'm talking to me first, diligently pursue Christ so that we are a mirror image of Christ to everywhere we go. That we are seasoning the area and the situation with that of the love and the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ. So that's why it's not just important for people to be inside the walls of church. It's important for them to be, for us to go on the outside, amen? That's why we do the Bible tracks. That's why we do other things. That's why in the summertime, and this will be our third year here, but about our 13th year, all together doing this huge outreach thing. If you guys don't know what I'm talking about, we call it Shine Your Light. It's going to be, uh, usually we do it the second week of July, and we'll keep that coming up. But the field beside the post office and Mr. C's Pizza in there, we get that, rent that out, and all day 
We have free Christian uh, music, food, all types of things. Just an opportunity to go and be that salt. <clears throat> we just don't want to do it once a year. We want to do it in our lives, in our workplace, in our families, every day in our schools. Amen? So let's keep that in mind. I had a few more things here. We want to embrace them and influence others for Christ in our town, in our schools. That's what we were just talking about. But I want you to hear this. Everywhere our foot hits, I pray that we take that ground for the gospel of Christ. I pray that we take that ground with the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen? Because why? He's coming back. And he's coming back soon. Amen? So let's take a look here. Think we got everything in? Yeah. Why is it that we need to be ready? Well, we just said he's coming back soon. But you know what? It shows us the urgency. And, it, and as time's coming back so fast that the message has to be proclaimed. How many of us know that we put our faith and trust in the Lord Jesus Christ? When we leave here, we've got a home guarantee in heaven by what Christ did, not by what we did. How many of you know the other side of that coin? For somebody that has not called on the name of the Lord for forgiveness of their sin, which is the only way to heaven, and they die without Christ, they live in eternity. Hell is eternity with Christ and without Christ. Without the light, without the salt. Right? So God has chosen us as his chosen vessels to be the one to be the salt. To be the one to carry the message. To be the one to set the pace. To be the one to bring a saving message Christ. I want y'all to hear about this. This is not even in a note. Do you know that the angels in heaven, it's amazing, isn't it? It's just amazing what they can do. They do not have the privilege that we do to share the gospel message. How does that make you feel? It ought to make us feel very, very humble, but also very, very energized <laughs> to get out there and share the message of Jesus Christ. Do you got to beat somebody up with that? No, you don't. And, and I tell you, there's all different types of ways we could do that. I got that on another slide when we start talking about that. But right now, I want us to be sure that we got those verses down. Take it right that verse down, Revelation 3, 1 through 3. Look back on that from time to time. And also, we had 1 Peter 5, 8. I want you guys to hold on to those, okay? Well, you know what? We've been talking about it all morning. We talk about it every time about evangelizing. Reaching people with the gospel message, right? We have a part to play and a mission to accomplish you realize that? We have a mission. You ever thought about that? I talked to a lot of people and they said, well, I don't really know what I'm supposed to do. And that's understandable. You know, sometimes we don't know what, what we're supposed to do. But we're, whatever you're doing, can't you lace it with the salt of God? Can't you lace whatever you're doing? If you take the people out on a cruise, say, you know what, we're going to pray before we get on this boat. You know, if, you, if, you, if you're selling guitars and stuff like that, hey, man, you know what, that's good. That's really cool. You know what, we prayed that, played that song. We did a Skinner song three weeks ago in church. They're going to go, what? You know, whatever it can. There's always an opportunity to share Christ. Always an opportunity. Let's take a look at this. Y'all ready? Mark 16, 15. Can y'all read that? I want to hear y'all read that if you would. And then he told them. Go into all the world and preach the good news to everyone. Hold it right there. Take a look. What is this big word right here? Two letters. Go. See, a lot of times we don't want to go. We want to hang out. We just want to say, we'll say, if they come, I'll, I'll tell them. I mean, sure, I'll tell them. Ain't no problem. I'll tell them. I mean, you know, I'll just let them know. You know, well, you know next thing you know. I look like that dog. I'm not going to curl my hair like that, though. But I would eat one of those biscuits. <laughs> I would, you know. And uh, so, so a lot of times we just get real comfortable and things like that. And you say, well, that's, that's Buddy's job. You know, he's a preacher. He ought to do that. 
Well, you know, that's somebody else. So, wow, you know, we always can find someone else to point to. Wow, I tell you, this is my day. This is my day, isn't it? It's always. You know what, Satan? I know I'm working you over. Because I know, I know this is going to be a good message. But you know, there's always something that we, we've got to be on guard and alert. Like when your microphone falls off, right? You've got to be ready. Keep rolling. Keep sucking and moving. So he tells us to go. See, a lot of times people don't want to do mission work because they're like, I, I don't feel led to go. Well, if you don't, there's a few things you can do. You can go. You can give. Or you can stay and pray. You still got a part. Go, give, stay and pray. Whatever it is. But you know what? You don't have to go to the other side of the world. Amen. You can share Jesus right here in your family, in your community, in your workplace, at your school. Whatever it is. Because God says, you know what? If you just come out and you share the flavor of Christ, I will take the word and see what's going on. I have no idea what's going on. Is that what's going on? I am so sorry. I don't know why it's doing that. That's right, guys. Well, it's just because we're coming down to hit the home run right here. One, two, 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 two. You got it? One, two, two. Thank you very much. So, he wants us to go. We can't get comfortable. We can't compromise. Amen? Let's keep on rolling here. Keep the message of Christ front and center in our lives. How do we do that? You better be over in the book. We've got to be spending time in God's word. Amen? We've got to be spending time so that the Lord can feed us and, and, and salt us so that we can salt others. Amen? So that we can make a difference in everything we do and everywhere we go because God has called us to make a difference. Amen? Let's keep on rolling here. He wants us to create opportunities to season the situation. I'm going to get this thing right, I'll tell you, no matter what. He wants us to create opportunities to season the situation with salt. What do you mean by that? You know how hard this is going to be for me to talk and not move? <laughs> Man, this is, this is tough. But he wants us to season opportunities um, with the situation, each situation with the salt of Christ. Amen. I got to thinking about that. You know, no matter what we're doing, just like we're talking, we're having an opportunity to have the motorcycles come out here. We've got opportunities to bring people out on Tuesday nights. Opportunities to talk about Christ when we're getting groceries or anything else. So you say, well, man, I, I don't know. I'm going to give you a few, few starters, little icebreakers, okay? This week you guys can apply this here. You write these down. You know what? Sometimes I might just talk about the weather. Just talk about the weather and tie Jesus into it. I said, man, look how big that cloud is. They go, yeah, that's big. I said, man, you know what? I think Christ is coming back soon. What do you think? Oh, man, look how big that is. Do you know, you know in the Bible it talks about that, that he gave them a pillar by, by day and a fire by night? Open the door, right? Or even if it's football or something like that. Man, look at all those people out there, man. Man, you know what? Billy Graham used to fill up those places like that and talk about Jesus. You ever heard about Jesus? Easy as not, right? Whatever the case, I start thinking about all types of stuff. Newspapers, read the news. Man, you look at the news, man, we need Jesus. Did you read that? See, right there. I'm not beating them up. That's just, just regular, everyday evangelism, right? So what I want you to say, what, what I want you to hear me say is this. There's always a path to the cross. There's always a path to the cross. Amen. Aren't you glad that it's always a path to the cross? Because I was way off the path. Anybody else here way off the path? I mean, way off the path, over here, under the car, under the car, everything else. And God said, hey, I've been looking for you. Hey, I love you right where you are. Well, let me just clean up a little bit. He said, no, you don't need to clean up a little bit. You can't clean up enough on your own. But I did clean it. And I love you. Wow. That's the message of Christ. That's the message of Christ that people need to hear. Amen. And as we just continue to look at this, I say, man, it's always a place, always something that we can cut across in our, in our life to share and be the flavor of Christ. 
Remember, for God wants us to be the salt. And this was just a little add-on God gave me after I finished this. And I said, I got to share this. And you know, I like those little acronyms and stuff. And I said, well, Lord, I'm just praying and I'm praying and praying. I want, you to, I want to share this with you. Take, take a look at this. I thought this was so neat. God is so, so good to us. Amen. We take S for salt. He wants us to be sincere. He wants to be sincere in our conviction of sharing Christ and being the salt to the earth. Amen. He wants us to be sincere in our relationship with him. Amen. He wants us to be alert, doesn't he? Just like we said, just like, you know, when our children go out into the world, we want them to be alert, watchful, and ready. Just like we found in 1 Peter 5, right? That's what he says, be alert. We don't want to fall into compromise. And when we share our faith, we want to do it from a loving perspective, amen? Not from putting somebody in a chicken wing and say, it's my way or the highway. You know, we want to say, you know what? I'll just tell you what God said. And I want to love you to the Lord, right where they are. And I love this. He wants us to be trustworthy and faithful with that. We need to be the salt of the earth. Now I said, well, what's the best way that I could tell you all about that? How can we do that? So I thought, you know what? If we use this right here, just how miry and murky the things get in our life, amen? And we take the word of God and we start looking at the word of God and he tells us he wants us to be the salt, doesn't he? Where were we at? Let me find our place in here, right? And he says, you know what, you read the word, and he continues, I thought, man, you know what, as we just pour out the salt of God's word, we watch the different things change in our life, because God wants to transform our life. But you know what, we've got to be hands-on, don't we? Sometimes we've got to get in there and tenderize the meat, right? We've got to get in there, and God wants to take our lives so that it's pure and clear, and that we make a difference in the world, amen. I hope today through the illustrations and everything else, and even through some of the hurdles we got to go through just to get the word out. It's okay. It don't matter to me. It doesn't matter to me because I refuse to turn the volume down on what God's doing, regardless of what's going on. But I hope today through some of the, the lessons that God's teaching us and through different things that we will be encouraged to be the salt of the world, amen, that we will be encouraged to make the difference. So I'm going to ask you right now just to close your eyes, and I just want to ask you a few questions. As we get ready to bring this to a close, are you ready for Christ's return? And what I mean by that is, if today you came back to us, or today you took your last breath, do you know 110% that you'd go to heaven to spend eternity with Jesus Christ? You say, well, I think so. Well, today is your day to know so, because the Word says, God's Word says this, if we confess with our mouth the Lord Jesus, believe in our heart that God raised Him from the dead, you will be saved. And let me tell you, that promise is for every person that's ever drew a breath. Amen? Every person. I don't care about your tax bracket. I don't care about the car you drive. I don't care where you grew up. I don't even care about what you've been through. And I know a lot of you have been through a lot. Even folks who want to be listening to this, this podcast have been through a lot. I'm not minimizing that. But what I am going to do is this. I'm going to give God the honor and praise and maximize my voice to lift up the voice of the, the word of Jesus Christ and go and, and, and tell them the good news of Jesus Christ. Go and share your faith. Today, call upon the name of the Lord. I love it when he says this in Romans 10, 13. He said, and whosoever calls upon the name of the Lord will be saved. You know what? I fit that bill. I don't know about you. I'm a whosoever. Nothing fancy, nothing this, nothing that in my own strength. But in God, but in Christ, being seasoned with the flavor of the Lord, through the Spirit of God, I am all things He says that I am in this book. And you are 
too. Amen. If you're having a rough week, I want you to press in to the scriptures I gave you. Listen to the message of last week when it's got tons of scripture to remind you about the grace of God, the love of God, and the sacrifice of Christ. I want to just leave this with this note here. First off, I want to make sure that everyone here knows that if they would take the last breath, that the next thing they would see is the Lord Jesus Christ. Have you made that commitment to Christ? Have you made that commitment to Christ today? I pray, I'm going to do it a little different. Uh, if you've made that commitment to Christ and you're sure that I just want you right where you are, nobody looking to raise your hand, I've made that commitment to Christ. Amen. I'm secure in Christ. Isn't that a good feeling? Isn't that a good feeling? I appreciate your honesty. Well, if you're here today and you couldn't raise your hand because you, you, you just haven't done that, I pray today that you make that commitment to Christ by calling on the name of Jesus. Because you know what? It's more than just raising our hand. It's opening our hearts to the worship of Jesus Christ. And it starts with calling on his name. And today is your day to call on the name of Jesus. I want to thank everybody for coming. I want to just pray for you as we get ready to send out uh, this week to just be ready to be the salt. Father, I thank you for each one here. I thank you, Lord, that we are able to do all things through you. And I say through you. And I pray that we do it with a heart that is for you. And Father, I pray for each one here, each one listening, each one going through, Lord. That Father, you know what? Maybe they feel like they're, they're not the salt that they once were. Well, Lord, you know what? You'll fill us back up when we come to the well. You'll fill us back up. Lord, you are the God of the universe. God of workers, the creator of all things. And Father, we praise you today. And we thank you for giving us a place today to come and freely worship you. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. Give the Lord a hand clap. Amen.